Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's now time for News Headlines with Molly on The Big Party Show Today, community will say their final goodbyes to two brothers that were killed during a police standoff last Friday. Jason Edwards and John Edwards. They're going to be laid to rest this morning, 10 a.m. A gunman shot and killed them both, causing a major standoff last Friday near 140th and Blondo. A memorial fund has been set up for the Edwards brothers' children. You can donate at any Bank of the West or First Nebraska Educators Credit Union location. And Omaha is adding manpower to its pothole repair efforts. The city's public works department is supplementing their repair crews with 20 workers from the parks department. This comes after there's been more than 1,200 reports of potholes in Omaha so far this month. Mayor's office says the addition of the parks workers is going to help them put extra crews out on the streets. And Hillary Clinton's daughter Chelsea is going to be in Omaha today stumping for her mom. The Get Out the Caucus with Chelsea Clinton event is going to take place at Four Sisters Boutique, 110th near Prairie Hills Drive. Doors open this afternoon at 3.30. Are you going? you got to be excited. I'm excited about it. I am not going. But uh, I am. that's pretty cool that Chelsea's going to be in the area campaigning for her mom. You know, uh, the Nebraska's Democratic caucuses are next month in March. I'm going to be the president! People are like, why are you... Why are you yelling at me? Yelling! I'm not yelling. I'm excited. Well, speaking of the race, Donald Trump is up in a new nationwide poll while Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are running neck and neck. Republican presidential candidate Trump uh, garnered 39% in the uh, Quinnipiac Quinnipiac. uh, University poll out today, 20 points ahead of Florida Senator Marco Rubio. And then on the Democratic side, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is 44 to 42 percent lead over Vermont Senator Sanders. It's within the poll's margin of error. So she's got 44 percent. He's got 42. But it's, you know, plus or minus whatever. Republican presidential candidates are going to answer voters questions over the next two nights. Town hall style events on CNN. They're going to feature Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and Ben Carson tonight with Donald Trump, Jeb Bush, and John Kasich uh, taking questions tomorrow night. And the boss at Apple says that he's going to fight a judge's order that would require them to help the FBI get into a San Bernardino shooter's iPhone. CEO Tim Cook is telling Apple customers why in an open letter published at Apple.com. The letter blasts the FBI, which wants Apple to remove the limit on the number of times a passcode can be tried. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it blasts the FBI. They're trying to kind of trying to get info, take a line right? of like, we're patriotic Americans, but this is... I'm just saying, I don't know if it would say, yeah, if I blast, describe it as blasting. Yeah, right. But he's saying this is a, a moment that all Americans should have the discussion. This shouldn't just be, be between... Apple and the government. They're like, you guys got to realize this is privacy versus security. Yeah. I mean, we all want security, but do you want to have any privacy? Basically, the FBI is your girlfriend, and she wants to get in your phone. Yeah, we get it. 
It was a one-time thing. For, but for safety um, and, 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 you know, the terrorism and all that stuff, don't we want to be able to get into that guy's phone to find out maybe... Well, that's the deal. What, what level of privacy do you want? They're saying... But there then, has to they, be a level. But then they can get into your phone, too. Yeah. So even though the government's saying we're only going to use it one time, Tim it's Cook's not. saying this will be a master key. Mm-hmm. They're basically... Yeah. It's like you're telling me to turn around to my security experts at Apple and say... Reverse everything that you do. Make this phone completely hackable. They basically want a new version of the iPhone operating system that would circumvent several important security features and install it on that one iPhone. But he's saying, you know, sure, the good guys will have it. He goes, but bad guys will get a hold of it. Bad guys will be able to use it and get into your phone. So So there's no... He's he's fighting the good fight. I mean, the point is, is... Private security. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and it is true. I mean, the idea that he said, you know, it, Cook's argument is, is that the government is oh, saying, yeah. oh, we're just going to use it once, just on this one phone, there's and they're like, there's once. no such thing as there's, just once. Yeah, and I, and, I know. So, so well, there's th- no universal key to the back door. Okay. Mm. Just. Mm. The United States and Cuba signed an agreement yesterday. It now authorizes daily U.S. commercial flights to Cuba for the first time in more than 50 years. The deal allows up to 110 daily flights to 10 destinations in Cuba, about 20 of them to uh, capital Havana. Cuba. This could be going by uh, mid-March. So they're saying now the airlines need to hurry up and submit their routes for approval, and we could be flying by mid-March to Cuba. Yes. So uh, the thing is, is that the only you know requirement is uh, regular flights between any city in the U.S. and any city in Cuba, provided that it's equipped with infrastructure for international air travel. So, so I imagine that the city, you know, okay. getting uh, the security in check. We got to hurry up and go before we wreck it. Mm-hmm. Before it's all ruined. Isn't that sad? Because other countries and other people can go there. There's resorts there and everything like that. We just couldn't. Americans ruin so, everything. Yeah, we don't want to wreck it. Everything. Sounds of the ball popping the mitt will soon be heard in Florida and Arizona. Pitchers and catchers for the Cardinals, Diamondbacks, Giants, Phillies, and Reds report to their respective camps today with the first official workout tomorrow. Fifteen other clubs begin reporting tomorrow with full squads for all teams arriving next week. Grapefruit and Cactus League play begins the first week of March. And last night, the Westminster Kennel Dogs top dog got named. It is CJ, the German short hair pointer, best in show, named last night. So now the media circus happens, hits all the talk shows, you know, does all the, all the, uh, I guess that. It's just one of these forced Groundhog Day media stories. (laughs) Does anyone care? The dog. The dog. I just um, find did it you funny. think it was that good-looking of a dog? I'm sure we're offending someone that owns one, but it always seems like yeah. it's not. I don't know. It looks like a dog I've seen. I mean, had, it didn't look anything. I always think it's so wild when you see those dogs where you're like, I don't know how that's a... How yeah, they had a couple of dogs. You see that one? I don't know if you saw any photos, but they had one that just looked like a mop of hair. Yes, the carpet. The floor. I'm like, it's what just the walking. Hell? It looked like Cousin It. See, that's interesting to me. That, me too. The ones where, I love the ones that are like the Cousin It dogs where it's just the long hair that they have to like blow out. You know, they're like blowing the, blow drying the hair and styling it. You're like, this is crazy. That's, that's a dog. That's I want to meet. I want to meet a dog stylist. Thanks. <laughs> who gives dogs blowouts. <laughs> you know, and can look at a dog and be like, oh my God, it is a mess. This is a hot mess.
Uh, abuse of drugs used to treat ADHD continue to be a problem for college students and young adults. There's a new study that was published that finds that non-medical use of Adderall jumped 67%. Just tell this to party. About every millennial you meet anymore is now, is, I mean, that's all they're Adderall. doing is popping Addy all day. Uh, between 2005 and 2011, they saw a 67% jump in use for people between Adderall. the ages of 18 and 25. This is for Adderall. Emergency room visits related to the medication rose a whopping 156%. Now, what so is Adderall? People aren't using do, it responsibly. What, what does it do? What's it originally for, it's, Adderall? Adderall is originally a treatment for ADHD. The idea oh, okay. is okay. that they All give right. you speed and the speed focuses okay. you. I get it. But when you mm. don't have ADHD, you're just yeah. taking speed. Um, oh my God, I'm so focused. <laughs> <laughs> so focused. <laughs> I don't really? need sleep. I mean, those are, those are the things that aren't healthy is when people are like, oh, I'm, some, I'm so tired, I haven't slept. And then you hear somebody say, you should pop an Adderall. And they're like, I'm already on five. <laughs> uh, it's so scary. Uh, a Florida teenager accused of playing doctor on a very big scale. Sheriff's officers in West Palm Beach, they arrested an 18-year-old for setting up a fake medical practice, right, giving so this exams. this wasn't me playing doctor like, I'll show you mine. No. Let me fill you up. No, like he was playing doctor like on a very real scale. Got an office, got a, t- was giving exams, dispensing advice. People were making appointments. He set up like a Facebook page and a website. Yeah, like the whole catch thing. me if you can. Remember that? Mm-hmm. DiCaprio's the fake doctor. So he's 18 years old. I'm like, what even motivates an 18 year old to do that? I don't know. Weirdness. That's I can know. do can do spirit. I guess that can do. If only abused it for good instead of giving, you know, exams to people when he's not a doctor, which is kind of creepy. Like not kind of. How many people examined him? Uh, I didn't get a number, um, but it was going on for a while. Uh, he, it, it was a part of an undercover operation. Um, they posed as a patient at the clinic to seek advice and then they showed up and it was this teenager. Because that's physical exam. I want to know how many, how many clients he conned. I mean, it must be pretty good. How do you fake it? Yeah. That age? I know. 18. 18. Yeah. 18. Very smart I mean, young doctor. Dookie Hauser. So you're going to be looking him up and down like, wow, this kid seems actually. Um, pretty pretty young, young, so he must have had his act, his fake act down. How old was that? Catch he me again. Remember that? Here's young, a that Frank Abagnale. Ab- Ab- remember he faked his way in as an airline pilot, as mm-hmm. a doctor. How insane is that? Um, and that was all between the ages of 15 and 21. He became uh-huh. one of the most inf- uh, famous imposters ever. That all came to an end in 21. At the age of 21. So everything so all that stuff seen, in the movie, Catch As You Can. You remember he's like 17, 18 years oh old? Oh, yeah. That was a great so movie. This kid has actually got a history of doing this. They say that this is the same teenager that they caught a year ago masquerading as a doctor at a St. Mary's Medical Center in Florida, peeking in on gynecological exams there and keeping go. a wardrobe of lab coats in his car. An OBGYN whose office is there said that he was amazed to hear that the same teen who had introduced himself as a doctor a year ago had been accused of impersonating the doctor a second time. So this is not the first time this kid has done it. You should see this picture. Hanging around the gynecological show. ward. Don't yeah. mind me. <laughs> Just I am a doctor. Scrubbing I'm in. <laughs> sorts of doctory things. He was 17 when he did that. Oh, wow. He was in an office. I guess uh, uh, the the kid, then 17, was in this doctor's office and introduced himself as an anesthesiologist. But the doc, the real doctor became suspicious 
when the kid looked 17. He's like, really? You're an anesthesiologist. You're a 17-year-old. He's like, yes, I have unbelievable useful skin. I'm sure Lifetime will make it a movie and they'll make him hot. Yeah. Then I'll be okay. It'll be a weird, sexy, creepy doc. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, this can-do spirit. If only he just used it for good instead of trying to creep people out in a medical exam office. That is your news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. All right. Hello, who's this? What's up? Hi, this is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Um, I was just calling because I, um, I know I listen to you guys every morning oh, um, for the news. Um, and I noticed you guys were talking about like all the political stuff going on. And I thought you guys might find it interesting um, that Jeb Bush and his camp, they forgot to re-up their rights mm-hmm. on the domain name www.jebbush.com. Yeah, and, um, it's Trump's now. Every Yesterday, everybody was like, go to jebbush.com. And you go to jebbush.com. Yes! And it's like, Donald <laughs> Trump. You, yeah. But, you know, it's like I know you feel sorry for Jeb. It's not his fault. It's someone in his team. It's yeah. like you're obviously fired. Well, I was looking yeah. into that too because I was like, all right, how did that? How do you do that? How does that happen? But I guess what happens a lot of times is uh, these different candidates will buy all these different domains before when they get an idea of who's running for president to eliminate them from having a website. And I guess that's kind of what this has turned into. Um, actually, so, yeah, that's interesting, though. Because we looked at it yesterday, it turned right to Donald Trump's website. So. Yeah. But it hadn't it been Jeb Bush's website the day before? I'm not sure. They're not saying. No one's saying anything. Even Trump's people are saying we didn't do that. We didn't uh, steal it from him or anything like that. So, all right, thanks for your call, dear. The Big Party Show. They're really funny in the morning. Hilarious, man. We sent this person right here, Ashley, uh, to the Grammys. We got her on the phone right here. When did you land? When did you get back from uh, from L.A., Ashley? I landed Sunday afternoon um, in L.A. around 1. And um, we got back yesterday night around um, 9 o'clock. Okay. All right. Yeah. So how was it? You went yeah. to the Grammys and you were so excited when you won this trip. So It was amazing. Um, I'm super excited because I got to check a couple things off my bucket list within the trip. So that was awesome. Um, of course, I got to see all my favorite performers. Um, but I think some of the favorite things that I saw were behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't see on the telecast. Um, it was cool to watch all that stuff happen. Um, being the viewer, you know, when it went to commercial, we saw Grammy highlights from years past and, you know, people being moved around and, you know, celebrities going to mingle with other celebrities and stuff that we as the viewers don't normally see. So I think that was probably the coolest thing for me. Oh, that's cool. Well, gosh, yeah. we're glad you went out and had a good time. Uh, did you go to, uh, what else did you do besides, besides the Grammys? On Sunday, we went to the Santa Monica Pier, um, cool. which we thought was outstanding, and then we got down there, and the Santa Monica Marathon was going on. Oh, no. So <laughs> it was a madhouse. Um, but we had an amazing steak dinner. I had steak, but my boyfriend had lobster um, at a restaurant called The Lobster on the Pier. So that was um, gorgeous. Um, they had a violinist on the deck there playing love songs and it was just really nice. Um, the guy, when we checked in at the restaurant, said, um, oh, Nebraska, go Big Red. And that oh, was really? cool. That's so, funny. <laughs> and that's, that was, uh, yeah, I remember, that was uh, also Valentine's Day weekend. It was. Actually, Sunday was Valentine's Day. So yeah. the pier was just overflowing on top of the fact that the marathon was going on. So. Oh, my gosh, I bet. God, that looks amazing, this restaurant that you ate at. The lobster, huh? Oh, it is. Yeah, my boyfriend had a three-pound lobster that they just cut in half, and he said it was it was he said it was cooked just perfectly. My steak was amazing. Three-pound lobster. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like those lobsters I was showing you in those scuba clips. Yeah, yeah. We treated ourselves for sure. 
Okay. Well, you have to with something yeah. like that. I mean, you only you only find yourself on a trip like that once in a lifetime. Yeah, and that's what I said at dinner. I was like, you know what? Who cares? Let's just do it. You know. Did you do Did you do any after parties or anything like that? Uh, we did go to the after party, and it was insane. There was um, several different tables of food. There were several different tables of drinks, um, desserts. They had people, um, aerial artists, and. Um, Guys in glowing suits. It kind of had like a, um, you know, um, aqua. What was it? Aqua that sang that I'm a Barbie girl song. Yeah. Um, theme to it, like Candyland. There was like rotating candy everywhere and cotton candy, and there was a guy in um, a glowing neon suit. And E News was there, which was really cool. <laughs> cool. Did you see any celebs? Did you hobnob yeah. or have any uh, close calls with a celeb? We saw um, Margot from the show Revenge at dinner on Valentine's Day. And I actually watched Revenge, so I was pretty excited about it. Isn't, pretty funny. isn't she from Omaha? I'm not sure, but sweet if she is. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That's yeah. very nice. Well, yeah, we just want to check in with you, you know, and see how your uh, your trip went. We're hoping you had a, an awesome time, of course. So Yeah, we did. It was awesome. We really, the only thing we missed out on was doing the um, red carpet. And upon further investigation, actually, that's like a a paid position. Like, the people that we see on TV as viewers. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you have to audition and then, like, get selected and then you get paid, like, a, a daily fee for doing that. Really? <laughs> to be, like, just hanging out on the red carpet, like, yay, love you, sign this. Those yeah, people are those all people vetted? Yeah, are paid. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> and they have, like, a... Vetted so they don't, like, probably throw paint or yell right? profanities. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, people get crazy, Okay. All right. Yeah, well, nice. dude, we're glad you had a fantastic time. And, uh, yeah, again, thanks for uh, thanks for going and representing Omaha. Oh, always, of course. Well, I love you guys. You guys are the best. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Keep in touch, okay? All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There you go. Grammy trip right there. And, of course, we'll be doing it again next year. So, yeah, it isn't a one-time thing. We do it every single year. We send uh, somebody out to the Grammys and you just get the experience. Uh, the unbelievable sounds like so. We're not quite right. Right. And we're okay with it. The Big Party Show. On Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel. Channel 94. One. So, Kindergarten Cop, uh, we all appreciate that movie here on the show. Arnold Schwarzenegger made it back in 1990, where he was an FBI agent, went undercover as a kindergarten teacher. Well, they are making a sequel. Who's going to be the. Oh, God. It's Dolph Lundgren. Oh. Dolph Lundgren is going to be playing an FBI agent who goes undercover as a kindergarten teacher. I never saw the original. I just remember seeing clips on cable. Oh, it's so funny. Just, no, it's not a tumor. Yeah. And the little girl walks up and goes, girls have a vagina and boys have a penis. Thanks for the he deep. He goes, thanks for the deep. <laughs> That's it. And I think that's really all you need to know about Kindergarten Cop. It's I really... Roll the credits and feel like you've seen the film. It's really funny stuff. So, what I guess... What the hell has Dolph Lundgren been up to? I mean, Expendables. He's been doing that. Yeah, it's yes. like side work, isn't it? <laughs> He's like one of the main guys. Uh, on but aren't there just, like 30 just, main guys in that? Yeah, they're, they're all there. They're all... Yeah. It's, I call it the Botoxables, because they all just look terrible. The Botoxables. They all look like they have Botox. They all look like they've had a little yeah, help. They've had stuff done. Well, Every one of them. So. Dolph Lundgren. Uh, and if you're waiting for it to hit theaters, oh, you're going to be holding your breath for a long time. It arrives on DVD and digital HD uh, May 17th. Why isn't Schwarzenegger in it? I think because he's like, ah, no, thank you. Thank you, no. Hey, he's the Trump now. He's the... 
Is yeah. he doing a He's doing apprentice? a celebrity apprentice. Dolph Lundgren is 58 years old. People remember him. He was Drago in the I Must Break I, You. I Will Break You. That was probably his greatest role. Yeah. In so, uh, Rocky. Uh, Jenna Dewan Tatum. She is the lovely wife of Channing Tatum. She was on Ellen DeGeneres yesterday. And uh, apparently she shared the fact uh, that Justin Bieber's got a man crush on her husband. Bieber apparently confessed his feelings about Channing Tatum to Jenna when they ran into one another last week at a restaurant. She was like having a girl's night and she ran into the Biebs and apparently he totally fangirled her about Channing Tatum, which I think is so fun. He sent a drink. Uh, she said, we sent him a drink to say thank you for serenading us. Um, and can we take a selfie? And I'm like, sure, uh, let's take a selfie. And he goes, I want to send it to Channing. He's my man crush. So I guess uh, that that is, you know, it's funny to think that Justin Bieber has a man crush. Has a man crush. Like I would think that, you know, most people would fangirl about meeting Justin Bieber, but I guess Justin Bieber, even himself, has. Didn't she say she's a fan though of him? Of uh, uh, Dewan, uh, Jenna Dewan Tatum, I think so. I think no, of her being a fan of Bieber. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. I think she is, but I think it was just funny to find out that um, she found out that he is a fan of her. So it's like maybe she can use her husband to get Beaver. You know, she can have both Justins because mm-hmm. she's already had Justin Timberlake. Ooh. Ooh, that was the deal. That was the one that he went to when uh, Brittany threw him over, right? And she screwed him over. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the shoulder that he went to go cry on. She's a cool girl. Kanye West uh, is said to have thrown an epic tantrum. Backstage at Saturday Night Live over the weekend, just before hitting the stage to perform, it almost didn't happen. It was during uh, this weekend's, uh, you know, live performance. It was Melissa McCarthy hosted the show, and uh, Kanye's wife Kim Kardashian West was out in the audience, and apparently she had to go backstage to help calm him down, along with Lauren Michaels. Kanye was ready to bolt. Uh, apparently, he was unsatisfied with the set and didn't want to. He was, gonna, he was ready to have a meltdown because of it. But this is coming after a lot of tantrums and meltdowns for uh, Kanye on uh, Twitter. People have been noticing that Kanye has been very uh, active on Twitter, sh- uh, maybe oversharing or you know just having a lot to say. And what uh, some have wondered what Kim has to say about it. And People Magazine is reporting that she is not a fan of Kanye's little Twitter drama. Uh, that she's kind of mad about Kanye's Amber Rose deal, um, you know, that where he got in a fight with Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose, and it escalated to quite something. And then Kim stepped in and tried to smooth things over with Amber. And now she feels like, you know, there's all this long-simmering Taylor Swift tension, which erupted after, uh, you know, Kanye dropped his new album. It's talking about how he made her famous. So I think Kim is like, all right, Kanye. Enough with the tweeting and what's not. Uh, and speaking of uh, going and calling people out, Amy Schumer took to Instagram yesterday to call out Taylor Swift on her super skinny figure. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, Taylor wore that revealing Grammy outfit where it was like the two-piece, but the, the, the skirt split open and she was wearing bikini bottoms underneath. Yeah, you know what? She's worn that... Not that same dress, but the same style several times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just never in that color or yeah. what have you. It's weird. Well, I guess uh, um, Amy Schumer uh, showed an Instagram photo of herself in a bikini and uh, with the caption, Taylor, that's not a thigh gap. This is a thigh gap. 
Uh, so uh, Amy may have been joking, but you know, Swift fans are quick to blast if they feel like somebody's coming after her, and they're like, "You are body shaming another woman." Body shame. I ah! think it's just the age old battle between Amy, who's like real body, versus skinny bitches. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, Taylor, I think, works pretty hard at being at, at at her, you know, to be in shape like she is. I don't think so. I think she kind of has a beanpole like body, that. though. I mean, yeah. she's got a good start. Mm-hmm. You bet. Yeah. Um, and uh, Homer Simpson is going to answer questions from fans live on a May episode. Kind of interesting. Uh, you'll soon have a chance to see your question answered live during a Simpsons broadcast. Fox announced this week that on May 15th, it's going to be a special episode, and Homer is going to address fans live by commenting on the events of the day and answering questions submitted from fans starting May 1st using the hashtag, hashtag Homer Live. So you could be, you could be asking a question and he'll be real answering time, it. so the animation is somehow real time. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a three. The three-minute segment will come at the end of the improv-themed episode, with separate live segments being done for the East Coast and West Coast broadcasts. As far they say, as far as I know, I mean, how do you make animation? I don't know. Live? I don't know. How would you do that? It I must know. Be some computer program. Uh, the Simpsons showrunner says, as far as he knows, this is the first time that's been done by any animated show. What would you want to know? I'd want to know what his favorite food is for some reason. Mm. Do you think it's donuts? I don't know. That sandwich is bacon. I think he just loves food. I think he loves, I mean, it just seems like whenever I see him, he's always eating donuts or talking about bacon or ham or something like that. They're so funny. Love you guys. Channel 94.1.